0: Okay, we got it right this time. <laughs> I hit record this time. Phil, bring us in.
1: <laughs> Can you fucking believe it? <laughs> I still love the panicky one, even the second time. <laughs> in the story, I, mean, of- I played panicky idiot number two. It was <laughs> <Blind>
0: Adventure, <laughs> exactly. Well, no, the story behind that, in case you're wondering out there, is that um, I hit play instead of record on the <laughs> garage band, so. We weren't really recording the first time, and Phil noticed it's a good thing, because we would have gone half an hour before I noticed. Like, where are the levels? <laughs> it doesn't look like anything's happening. <laughs> All right, well, uh, this is a late podcast, because we're busy. I mean, well, lazy. <laughs> we're, leadi- we're leading our
1: lives, man. We're doing important work to save <laughs> children in Africa.
0: Yeah, totally. That's a go- I'm going with that. <laughs> Okay. No,
1: namely I was a little drunk
0: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I was uh, I, didn't wake <laughs> up
1: I was on a three day bed yeah.
0: <laughs> Once again That is a theme that's come up before Remember when we did the smoke break We made that joke the one time Exactly. Good for it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> anyway, that we could have been. You could have been. You never know.
0: This is the magic of the internet, baby. This
1: was recorded a month ago. <laughs> we're just
0: uploading it now and pretending what, like we're late. What we did was we took. We did like ten podcasts in a day. We just didn't stop talking, and then we're just like, okay, we'll just space them out. <laughs>
1: My mouth was very dry <laughs> at the end. <laughs> I was a little hoarse by episode, you know, twenty, so when you get there, I'm yeah, sorry.
0: Yeah, Phil sounds bad on that one. <laughs> Okay, well this week's gonna be pretty random, I think, unlike the rest of the weeks, which are totally oh, planned. I know. Yeah. We're so
1: good at, like, really structuring these. I know, right? <laughs> <We're> like, <laughs> like what Essentially, we, we show up about five minutes beforehand and go, what the fuck did you watch this week? Uh, I didn't watch any of that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: Um, okay, you watched that? Well, I didn't. <laughs> so we are we got sort of this random assortment of stuff to do. Um, would you rather do the movies first or the trailers first? Oh, uh, well, yeah, let's leave the trailers for later. Okay, okay. So here's what we'll do. We'll go in with, um, let's do the Die Hard ones first. We decided that we're going to talk about the Die Hard, uh, quadrilogy. Quad, Yes. That's right, that's quadru-
1: actually... A quadruplegial
0: <laughs> Well, at this point, if they make another one, he's going to be in a wheelchair. So. <laughs> yes. But, uh, okay, so, first Die Hard, let me think, that was when I, that came out, that was 80, like... 88, 89? Yeah. That I mean? <laughs> so I was pretty young when I saw that. You know, I was like 30. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, no, I remember when oh, I was... a, a vampire over <laughs> <laughs> when I was a kid, though, I loved that movie. I just loved when he, um, you know, when the building blew up. And when you're a kid, it's kind of like you yeah. just like the big stuff, right? The building blew up, and then he fell out of the window. I, those are what I always remember, and I always remember them shooting the the L.A. SWAT team's truck with the with the rocket. Yeah, I loved that part.
1: <laughs> you know, it's funny. Like, um, I went to L.A. not too long ago, and I was looking at my you know, driving map that the, the car rental agency gave us. And, like, on it was, like, such and such a building, a.k.a. diehard building. Really? I was like, okay, I guess that's high in demand. <laughs> Nakatomi Plaza? Exactly. Wow, really? Yeah.
0: Huh, interesting. <laughs> I, well, and then when, another thing I remember, cause, and maybe this was um one of the first times I saw it in a movie. And I'm sure it wasn't the first time they had done it in a movie. But when the when Alan Rickman shoots the Japanese CEO guy yeah and you see all you see is just the like his brains hit the window yeah. or hit the door I was just like oh my god like that was I, think that I know I was just like that was about the first time I ever That's saw
1: what's it. in my
0: head <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah and uh, I just remember thinking oh god that's gross you know and uh, I mean what I would have been about 10 or 11 Yeah so I mean
1: I would have been 9 or 10.
0: Yeah, so... Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, yeah. But it's funny to me, though, that Die Hard spawned... I mean, and it became a joke that it's Die Hard in a... Yeah. Fill in the blank. <laughs> Die it. Hard
1: in a cruise ship. Quick name the movie.
0: Speed 2. Cruise control. Not what I was
1: thinking, but it's applicable.
0: <laughs> what was the other one you were thinking of? Deep Rising! Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well... But, I mean, I, it became this joke that, I guess, that, you know, that they pit, that people would just pitch movies with just that. Yeah, pretty Die much. Die Hard in a train. Or Die
1: Hard meets Driving Miss Daisy. It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> well, um, but, you know, I, and I guess, I mean, I thought it was a pretty good action movie. It was. You know, surprisingly,
1: if you go back and watch it, even though it's, well, well it's 20 years old now, but it seems pretty... Uh, slowly paced Co- considering you know what michael bay has done for us it's that true. movie looks like glacial now Ka- yeah kind of but at the same time it does hold up though it holds up as a really great movie but i d- i don't know uh, i don't know that it, I mean, at the time it was like ooh this is action wow right and now i think if you just if like if if like you were 11 years old today and you were forced to watch die hard would you be bored by it
0: May, probably eleven an 11 year old now yeah. probably would be like this is so boring when there's nothing <laughs> happening
1: <laughs> where's the you know 15 a second cut
0: yeah oh god yeah um but then okay so then you go to Die Hard 2 which is always to me is sort of the black sheep of the Die Hard series With because good reason well and they, they didn't use McTiernan again no um
1: They went with the uh, Swedish or Norwegian master genius, Rennie Harlan.
0: Who also gave us such masterpieces as Cutthroat Island. (laughs) Hey, I love Cutthroat Island. I know you do. (laughs) Because I do too. (laughs) We went to see that at Southbridge when we worked there. and We are like, that was awesomely terrible. It was awesomely
1: terrible. I mean, Frank Langella was just... Climbing all over everything. Yeah, yeah, and the th- what what made them think that Matthew Modine <laughs> would be like <laughs> Hey Matthew Modine, he needs to pick me up. Let's put him in our pirate movie and, with a really bad British accent. And like
0: just to be a total wiener throughout the whole thing. Exactly. He didn't do anything. He just counted <laughs> on Gina Davis to save him the whole time. Exactly. So anyway. Die Hard Two Die Hard which, Two. I Isn't think,
1: William Sadler the bad guy in that movie?
0: He's, yeah, he's like the main... He, I don't know if you'd say he's... The, he, I guess he must be sort of the main bad guy. The, he's the
1: general. Yeah,
0: because they're trying to break out the South American dictator or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And he's the one that leads them. And, um, <laughs> you know, there's just... And then, who, um, what's his name from NYPD Blue? The kind of fat dude? Italian guy, balding? No idea oh, what's his name? He's, okay, and I'm going to come up with this later, but <laughs> he was on, he played Sipowicz on... Uh, oh, Dennis Franz. Dennis Franz is the head of the airport security yeah, yeah, force. Yeah, yeah, And he's just constantly screaming, McLean! You know? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, and then there was, there was another really gross part in that one, too, where, uh, where he stabs the terrorist guy in the eyeball yeah. with the fucking ice, ice, ice. ice. Icicle. Yay! I was like, cube, pick. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just
1: go, T. <with> <laughs> think of rappers, think of rappers. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but no, that was pretty gross though too. I mean, it was. Um,
1: but it, I mean, the, the first two movies, and I'm always pissed at the series for getting rid of her, had my favorite heart like a wheel, Bonnie
0: Bedelia. Bonnie Bedelia.
1: And I will never forget it because it was like my favorite scene when I was, you know, 13 when she takes the stun gun and goes after William Atherton. And shocks
0: him in the, in the bathroom yeah. with it, yeah. You know what's a weird little thing that I, I've seen that movie way too many times, and this is why I know this? Uh-huh. In that scene where he's talking on the phone, the airphone, uh-huh. giving the report to the news desk, the phone. If you notice, between shots, it flips over. Like, <laughs> a couple of times he's holding it upside down. And he's talking into the earpiece. <laughs> eh, nobody will know. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because it's like, it's not one of those phones that's uniform. It's like, you could totally tell where the earpiece is. And they're just like, well, okay, whatever. Whatever. But that movie, I don't know. I mean, that one was decent. It I seemed, think there was a day
1: where I watched, like, the first three, like, all in a row. Because I just bought them on DVD or something. And you can really tell the quality just dies for the second one, then comes back up for the third one.
0: Yeah, yeah, it did. And I mean, I, the third one, I really like the third one. The third I, one
1: is for me the best of the series. Yeah, the best.
0: Yeah, I, I like the fact that it was. I, you know, you know what? I've seen it enough times mm-hmm. where Samuel L. Jackson at this point sort of gets on my nerves. Yeah, uh, he's just he's always screaming, and yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. no, I can't <laughs> stop screaming. This is the way I talk. But, um, <laughs> not Jesus, Hey Zeus!
1: <laughs> they got lightning bolts up your ass.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and then like the part where he's like, uh, he's like, he's talking to the nephews or whoever they are, those two little kids. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, who do we who do we not want to help us? White people. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. But no, I love that one. And Jeremy Irons is awesome in that movie. <laughs> of course. He looks like he's having so much fun in that Holy movie. Holy Toledo.
1: <laughs> yeah. Somebody had fun. But yeah,
0: with the weird, just like sort of... A
1: lot of powerful people down here. People <coughs> that... Man, does not want to piss off. <laughs> yeah. He's got that Texas accent down. Yeah,
0: he does. <laughs> well, and... I mean, it just looks like he's having so much fun in that movie. And it's real... It's like fast-paced and it's exciting yeah, yeah. and blah 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 i remember when i re- when i saw that there was the third one was going to come out
1: yeah
0: i was kind of going oh man because the second one and, and there was a fairly large gap between the second one and yeah. the third one uh-huh. and i was kind of going man i don't know i mean <laughs> but then i saw it was like Mick tearing in again and you know they got sort of the, yeah. all the same people back almost mm-hmm.
1: and, and i was like, like oh,
0: okay the most
1: over the well the,
0: mm. the, before
1: the fourth one, yeah, came out, I mean, it was uh, exponentially over the top than the other two. I think.
0: Sure. Well, I'm like I mean, come on—he gets blown out of the the, the sewer drain or whatever <laughs> it was up in way up in the air, and Samuel Samuel L. Jackson just happens to be driving by exactly at that time, exactly. and he sees him flying up in the air. He's like, "Oh, that must be John McClane. How can you fucking tell?" <laughs> I don't know, but... You see
1: the wife beater and the balding hairline? It's gotta be it's him. It's gotta be him, yeah. <laughs>
0: but then, you know, I thought it was good, though, that they used sort of New York City as this real... It's like basically a character in the movie. Pretty much. You know, I mean, well, they have to run around all the different places, the park, the Yankee Stadium, all that stuff.
1: Yeah. or a nine. Yeah, or the (laughs) nine. That's the guy trying to snipe Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, I
0: know. And it's, well, nobody would just sit, no one would notice that there's a guy in an empty Yankee stadium with a gun with a fucking sight the size of a freaking barrel (laughs) on it.
1: I always love the truck driver (coughs) (laughs) who's like, ah, no, that's Chester Ray Arthur.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, (laughs) they just randomly get this guy who knows this trivia question that, you know, yeah. Seriously? But, hey, you know, it's funny that we're sitting here kind of picking that stuff apart because that kind of stuff is just par for the course in any action movie, yeah, really. pretty much. You yeah. know, it's coincidences, and they just happen to find the guy <laughs> who knows who the 32nd president was or whatever the fuck it 20, was. Yeah, yeah. 23rd. or something. Yeah. Anyway,
1: um, and I love that somebody hired Colleen Camp. <laughs> <laughs> your brother's and favorite you know French maiden clue to like annoying gal with a fro in dialogue yeah,
0: 3 totally and she was such a New York <laughs> chick in that too <laughs> like hey what do you mean what are you talking about <laughs> uh, and what was Graham Greene doing in that I don't know I, I've, I've always wondered like how did they cause he's supposed to be one of these real serious you know I want to take projects that'll do good, and is blah, he,
1: blah, Is he? I mean, he was in Maverick.
0: Yeah, but that was kind of a joke. Exactly. So
1: was that movie. But
0: he was like, okay, he was in what, Braveheart? He was... What? Yeah, he was like the Indian cop... Not Braveheart.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, Thunderheart? Thunderheart! <laughs> Shut
1: up! I'm like, how did you... How did the... Am I missing How did they get the American Indian into (laughs) Scotland? Scotland. (laughs) Like the 12th century. (laughs) Shut up. Thunderheart. Val Kilmer. Thunderheart's one of the best movies ever made. I will say that. Thunderheart's
0: great. It's a great movie. And I remember seeing it. I actually went to see it in the theater with my mom, I think. Mm -hmm. And I remember just thinking, oh, I don't know. I mean, it, it might be good, whatever. But it's a great movie. It's an awesome movie. Thank oh, you, sorry.
1: Spider. <laughs> you know, me. Spider, you're absolutely right. Val <laughs> Kilmer was so good in that movie.
0: <laughs> Sam Shepard again. Exactly. There's a common thread of these great movies. <laughs> you know, from Thunderheart to uh, you know to, to Swordfish.
1: Doesn't he talk about Thomas Jefferson in that one too? No? <coughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I always have to have a line where I talk about
0: Thomas Thomas Jefferson. Jefferson. But, uh, okay, but die hard, right? Okay, that's what we are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> somewhere there in somewhere there. Somewhere in there, we got die hard. Um, but then, okay, then, live free or die hard. Um, it's ridiculous. One thing about the die hard, the newest one, that I didn't, that I sort of wish they wouldn't have done, yeah. was that uh, in the first three, all, most of the effects, if not all of them, were, were physical yeah. effects. Yeah. And in this new one, they were all, it, they were, they were all digital. And you could totally... T- and it just didn't feel like a diehard movie. Yeah. You it know?
1: Was, it was kind of... It was so absurd. Like, isn't that the one where, like, the car flips up and they dive between the two cars? It's like... Yeah, red. it does
0: he And then he drives... He, uh, he's driving through the tunnel and there's a helicopter chasing him, so he... Drives up onto the divider and it launches the car up into the air and he crashes the car into a helicopter. Yeah, and then he makes okay, the real rainbow. Right, yeah, he makes this real pithy r- remark. You know, he goes. Th- then the Matt guy, Justin Long, he says, "You just crashed the car into a helicopter." And he goes, "I was out of bullets or whatever it was." You know, and I was like, "Oh, really?" And I then, like
1: all the pieces, the actors in that movie. Like, I uniformly like. I like Justin Long. I like Timothy Oliphant. I like Bruce Willis. That's a shitty movie. Actually,
0: I I even liked Kevin Smith in that movie.
1: Yeah, well, it's
0: you. Hey, come on. He was, <laughs> he was sort of the comic relief. It's like they guy. didn't
1: know what they were doing, really. I mean, they you, they set up Maggie Chung, I think that's her name. Um, Maggie
0: something or other, yeah. I
1: think it's Maggie Chung, but um, as like you know, the kick-ass badass number two, and like it takes two seconds to kill her. She's like, ha, 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 and he's like.
0: Bunk. Then drops her down the elevator shaft, yeah, and then drops the SUV on top of her. Uh-huh. That'll do it. Hey, you know. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was. You're right though. There's a lot of uh, the pieces were good, but the movie didn't yeah. really. And then at um, the end with the Harrier jet and the thing flying around and the whole highway uh, system, it
1: works if your movie's a joke, like True Lies. Like exactly, if, you, if your movie has a comedic, you know, piece to it, like it's half comedy, half action then it works but if it's just trying to be an action movie it comes off as goofy
0: oh yeah totally well it, it, toward the end of it and it's not that i didn't really enjoy the movie i mean you know whatever it's an action movie it's supposed to be kind of goofy whatever but it's like toward the end i went wow this is getting really over the top i mean yeah like really I mean, was over the top.
1: absurd levels I oh, mean, yeah you know the third one was still kind of like Oh, I get it, you know. And it was playful enough for you to just go along. This one yeah. was not.
0: No, not at all. They, but I,
1: um, I did want to mention, before we move <coughs> on, that um, the third one has, like, I love the blonde chick with, like, the mini scythe. Oh, see, I, which, That's, like, the worst scene ever when she just starts gutting those guys. Oh, and hacking the, that the security.
0: Bank. Yeah, oh. And then he, <laughs> he grabs her. I, I think he's dead, dear, or whatever. Yeah. yeah oh, that was hor- and you like she swings the thing and you he flips around and his squirts out of it the blood squirts Damn. out of his neck and like, oh. She's the best in that
1: movie. I, I mean.
0: didn't like her in that movie only because I think she looked so off-putting. She was very severe and just and she was supposed to be. Exactly. But, but I just didn't like her very much. I don't I, know. W- I
1: was I was like ooh oh, she's
0: the best. <laughs> like some
1: <laughs> more.
0: Yeah, cut another uh, fat security guard to ribbons. <laughs>
1: I I don't know. I love that um, Jeremy Irons when he goes into the bank is Mister (laughs) Vanderflug.
0: Oh goodness, or whatever he says.
1: Oh my dear. Yeah, yeah, Mister Vanderflug.
0: You're in the flower business. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I think. I just I you know I read something where um, uh, Bruce Willis was saying that he didn't want to do another Die Hard movie because he thought that there were no more stories left for John McClane like there was nowhere for him to go anymore or something like that and then he made some sort of real random uh justification why he did the newest one Uh uh and it was so dumb, and it's like, you know, really, probably why you did this is because they offered you a shitload of money, and you, you could get back into a franchise that has worked for a long time. Yeah. And, he, and he had to make some sort of rationalization about, oh, well, I could see this happening to him, or this is a good story for him, or, okay, they figured out where, where he could go from there, and it's, come on, you know, really? You want to make another Die Hard movie? That's what <laughs> it was.
1: You wanted to pay your alimony payments to me. Oh yeah.
0: Lord, yeah. But <laughs> it's like I think it's so asinine that they, when actors do that, they go, "Why well, didn't feel it was organic until oh. just now or whatever?" You yeah, know? Yeah. Come on, you
1: wanted to be back in the movie. <laughs> I they think we talked about it before, but at least Sigourney is honest when uh. she was asked that question about, you know, are you gonna make how many of these are you gonna make? She's like, well. As long as they keep paying me for Right, exactly. I mean, come on, <laughs> and that's <the> honest answer. <laughs> exactly. So I don't know, yeah.
0: But um, I guess that uh, Bruce Willis has some new movie coming out, not Surrogate, but some movie directed by Kevin Smith really? called A Couple of Dicks.
1: I think I've heard of that, yeah.
0: It's like, and it's, they're probably going to change the title. <laughs> I can't imagine they would release it as that. It's the dicks being, you know, obviously slang yeah. for like detectives, but yeah. I can't imagine they would release it with that title.
1: I bet they will. You think so? I bet they will. It's what Kevin other? Smith. Kevin Smith is the funniest guy because, like, he can write a movie, but, like, I noticed it watching Zach and Miri where I was like, he has never figured out how to direct. Yeah. It's just never happened for him. He's just like, put the camera, act in front of it. Yeah. There's nothing else going on. Well, I thought
0: in Zack and Mary was the one where it sort of, he didn't, he did that less. He moved the camera around a lot more, but it looked like it was because for the sake of doing it, so that he wouldn't get all this criticism of just saying, I have the camera on the stand, you guys do your lines in front of it, and that's what we'll do. Yeah. So, I don't know. (laughs) I just, I I was actually talking about Zach and Mary today. Really? With, with, yeah. And, um, (laughs) I just love the scene where Seth Rogen and um and uh, Elizabeth Banks are going to have sex like the the setup scene where he comes in as the delivery guy with those really short shorts on yeah. he's like I got a delivery of cream for you and she's all wiggling around and trying to like act sexy and sticking her butt out and stuff <laughs> that was funny
1: <laughs> Some of that movie was funny some of it I don't know
0: It wasn't. It was very uneven. But you know, all of his
1: movies are uneven.
0: Well, and yeah, and I was reading this this new movie, this Bruce Willis movie that he's doing. um, It's the first movie that he's directed that he didn't write. Really? Yeah. So, you know, he's. I guess it's like this big deal for him that it's finally he's doing a movie just as a director. Yeah. And I'm going. Well, but wait a minute. (laughs) You're not. You're kind of taking the wrong half of what you're doing. (laughs) Because his writing is pretty good, you know, and I think he's a funny guy. I listen to his podcast, you know, he's a funny guy, but I don't know. <laughs> he's
1: a funny guy. He's a
0: funny guy. He's got a good face, you know, he's got an honest face.
1: <laughs> I love Mallrats, okay, man? It's the un- most <coughs> unappreciated of his movies, and I think it's kind of funny.
0: Oh, Lord, that movie is so overwritten. It Holy is. Holy shit. That movie is so overwritten. The one of guy he's. I mean, a lot of his movies are overwritten. Yes. But that one is That's just gratingly so. Oh, I don't know. Well, the part where the guy's trying to separate the two people that are arguing, and he's like, well, you two too overgrown. Yeah, there's all people who never grow. I mean, he just keeps going and going and going and going. <laughs> going. You're yeah. like, just get to the point. <laughs> oh. I, my favorite movie of his is probably actually Dogma.
1: Yeah. It's easily the best. You think so? Yeah, I don't know. It's like I liked chasing Amy when I first saw it, but the more I watch it, the less I like yeah. it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think it was a very it was a product of its time for sure. Yeah. It, well, and, and I mean
1: uh, it's not as bad as some other movies that really have like a date stamp on it. Oh yeah. Like American Beauty to me is always the worst. Because I saw it in the theater and went, oh my god, that movie's like a revelation. My life has just changed. <laughs> yeah. And then it came out on video like four months later and I watched it and went, holy fuck. That's like the worst fucking movie ever to win the Best Picture Oscar. Really? It's a fucking piece of shit. I hate that movie. Wow. I hate. Really? I loved it when I first saw it. I thought it was like the best thing in God's green earth. And then I
0: watched it again. Really like four
1: months later, literally it was a total disconnect. I was like, This no longer makes sense. Really? Yeah.
0: That's interesting. I I know many people who still to this day just love that movie like it's the best movie ever, you know? And I don't
1: know.
0: I mean I can I think it's a good movie. I yeah. do and I like it. Um it surprises me that you said you thought it was it was like dated like that, or it's like
1: ridiculously dated. That movie has like you know 1998 stamped right on it, and immediately once it turned 1999, it no longer applied.
0: Hmm. Yeah. See, I never got that impression from that movie, but there are certain movies and that is t- a,
1: that uh, to me that's like the epitome of the late nineties movie. I mean, well, that's, sure, that's you know all the the stock bubble, all those bubbles right there. That's the mentality right there.
0: Yeah. Well, I can see that. I can. <laughs> but but I think that too that when you try to make a movie like Chasing Amy yeah. where it's very specific, it's sort of these like hip almost like hipster people that are yeah. you know doing these sort of cool things, making comics. It's like if you're that specific, those people every 6 months their style changes, the way yeah. they talk changes, mm-hmm. their hairstyles change, whatever, and that's I mean, that's like late 90s, just right there.
1: Yeah, well, it's mid Mid-90s,
0: mid-90s 90s. yeah. It was like it was grunge. It was kind yeah. of mid- the
1: tail end of grunge.
0: I read this review one time that said something like, now we've seen that Ben Affleck can do the sensitive, goateed part. <laughs> and that's exactly how they said it. You <laughs> know? Well, but,
1: I think that was... I mean, Affleck always tried to go back and forth when he was a star, um between the, you know, Armageddon and the chasing Amy. Sure. He always like tried to keep street cred. Yeah. But he's not as talented as Matt Damon, who actually got some cred.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I will say this, just on a pure sort of brainless that's funny level. Yeah. I love Jane Silent Bob strike back. Come on.
1: Only only the last fifteen or twenty minutes. Only when they get to Hollywood, the rest of it can be sliced off.
0: Yeah, well, and it made me think of it because Ben Affleck, when like, I mean, all these weird little parts where he opens
1: it, oh, oh my god, oh. I don't like the sound of them apples,
0: he's like, but when he opens the door and he's like, oh, look at these two morose motherfuckers right here, you know, whatever, I don't know, that, that movie is, it's, and I've heard Kevin Smith describe that movie as a cartoon, and yeah. that's what it is, mm-hmm. and I, I mean, on that level, I think it works. <laughs>
1: I guess. I just Did didn't we? find the first half for me.
0: Are we going back over something we've already talked about? I swear we've had this conversation on
1: the <laughs> <podcast>. <laughs> Let's hope not. <laughs> Otherwise, fast forward. <laughs> or maybe we didn't give you enough notice. Yeah. I don't no. think we. I, maybe I we, we made, might have talked about Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah, but. Well, but I don't think we talked about the
0: rest. But anyway. Okay, but like, okay, but Dogma to me is the one that sort of. And yes, it's a comedy, but it actually has these semi-serious moments and all that stuff. And I think that's more of a thoughtful—well, not thoughtful, I guess—but like well thought-out movie.
1: Yeah, it's—it's it's got a, its a—it's a—it's like a mission statement of yeah. what he wanted religion to be
0: kind of. And then okay, well, so then what else? There, I mean, there's Clerks, which Clerks. That's another one that looks supremely dated, but I think that there wasn't really... It's still funny. It's funny. It's pretty funny. Clerks 2. I thought Clerks 2. The first time I saw Clerks 2, I laughed my ass off at certain stuff in that movie. Yeah. But uh, then I watched it a second time and I was like, well, I don't know. It was... (laughs) It was funny, but it wasn't nearly as funny as the first time I watched it.
1: I kind of gave up on on Kevin Smith, so I never saw uh, Clerks two. I did was, see Zack and Miri, but I I would I'm just kind of over him.
0: I yeah. Think. Well, you know, I guess that's sort of with anybody, especially somebody who does sort of a specific a type of thing that he as he does. Yeah. Normally, you know, because once you've had enough of it, that's it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like there's yeah. nothing else there. Pretty much. Yeah. So, okay, anyway, we'll go on to the second, um, sort of series, well, okay, which one do you want to do? Do you want to do Romero or Matrix? Uh, I don't care. Let's do Matrix, because I actually just watched the Riff version of Matrix Revolutions today. Now, is that the second or the third (laughs) one? (laughs) That's the third (laughs) one. The second one is Reloaded. Oh, okay. Um...
1: I just thought, I don't know. The first one, uh, when I first saw it, was brilliant. Because nobody would ever made anything like that before. Right. It was and just it,
0: revolutionary. It's
1: the style, the special effects, the storyline. It was, it was like nothing anybody would ever seen. And it was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, if I watch it now, it's a little bit boring. But I don't know if it's maybe because it's been uh, copycatted so much. Maybe, but um, but it seems a bit uh, again dated. Sure. Um, the other two, like I thought, the second one ridiculous, if I remember correctly. Like I, it's been a long time since I've seen it. But a, I really, <laughs> I wanted to go back, go up to heaven, and get that black lady back down to play that fucking part because I
0: really missed her. She was the best part of the Matrix? No, she was in the second one. She wasn't in the third one. Really? Yeah. She was the same... She was. This- it was the same actress in the second one, but not the third one. Because I've watched the second and third ones more recently than you have. I know I have. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was the third one where it wasn't her.
1: I thought they shot them at the same time,
0: though. No, I mean, they shot him uh, continuously. Consecutively. Consecutively. Whatever. Same <laughs> Shut <laughs> up. Uh, <laughs> but, um... Yeah, no, between the second one and the third one is when this lady oh, died. Oh, okay. So. But anyway,
1: uh, uh, to my original point, she was by far the best thing about the original Matrix. The, be- the most kind of original performance given in the movie.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can see where you're coming from with that, but honestly, I thought that. And just the pacing of those movies is so deliberate and somewhat plodding. Which is weird well, it's, because...
1: It's the most noticeable in the second one, I think. Oh, yeah. like when, is, it, is that the one where it opens on like the platform with the subway and it just goes on and on and on? Or is that the third one?
0: The third one is where somehow Neo is in that subway station and he talks to that Indian family. Yeah. That's the third that's one. That's the
1: worst scene ever.
0: It just keeps just, going and going. Exactly. And see, the problem with those movies, I've noticed, is that... <laughs> and in the first one, it wasn't... As big of a problem, yeah. Because the first one, I think they—it was almost like a Star Wars type of thing where it was maybe it was supposed to be a trilogy to start with.
1: I don't think it could. To me, the first one encapsulated is like great. Sure, from beginning to end, it works, and you do not need another. And they were—it seemed to me that they were really stretching their ideas
0: for the second two. For the oh sure, but what I was gonna—what my point about the Star Wars thing was that. It's almost like maybe it was supposed to be a trilogy to start with in their minds. They came up and said, Hey, we can make these three movies, but you have to make the first one good enough to justify the second two. Right. And um, that's sort of the impression that I got from that, from the, the first one compared to the second two, because the first one, they had these various drawn out conversations and these real, you know, obtuse conversations where nobody answered a question and they just talked and nobody, you're like, What is going on? Yeah. But in the second two, especially the second one. <laughs> oh my lord. With the, the
1: Merovingian. The
0: Merovingian. And then the architect, where they even made fun of it in Scary Movie 3, <laughs> where he's like, you're the anomaly, you're an eventuality of, anomala, of an anomaly, or vis-a-vis, you know, whatever. And in the in the Scary Movie, it was George Carlin. He's looking in the dictionary, and he's like, uh... <laughs> vis-a-vis, does that mean anything? You know, <laughs> but it, it was like... the The... I think they were going for a certain tone, which they hit the tone I think they were going for. Yeah. But the tone was irritating after a while. <laughs> yes. Like, and I watched, I watched, and again, I watched the Rift Trax version, which I would never have watched uh, Revolutions, the third one, just again on its own because...
1: Uh, to me, the third one is less bad because it's so action-filled. Sure, but... And, and it it's at least uh, uh, holds my attention.
0: Yeah, I know what you mean. But the problem is, is I, and I really noticed this is that that movie is fucking long. Yes. It's like three hours long. Yes. And I'm but like, I, uh, Do you really need three more hours of Matrix? Yeah. Um, to me, I think th-
1: those guys with the second two movies were far too convinced of their own greatness.
0: So, oh, yeah.
1: And thus they were... Like, similar to Peter Jackson... In King Kong Where yep. he was just committing all these excesses Oh sure You know like taking it to some place You know letting it go on so long Yeah That it just didn't need to go
0: Right know? yeah you're exactly right And and the, in the second one I thought that this, the chase scene on the highway I thought that was great
1: It was a great scene
0: And you know and then but the rest of the movie was all this exposition and just conversations and blah 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 and going on. So long. and <laughs> stop with the talkie-talkie. and more bingy bingy. Exactly, <laughs> every, everybody's uh, you know everybody's so self important and whatever. Mm. Oh
1: yes, I've had the conversation uh, several times uh, that says. If um if I were in that world I would stay in the matrix. Yeah. Why would you want to go and eat, you know, like bean soup every day in the the bowels of the earth?
0: Oh yeah, totally. You know, why don't <laughs> just stay in the matrix, man, you know? At it's least gonna...
1: there at least you think you're getting steak.
0: Exactly. Right? Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: you know, he makes a good point in the first one. He's like, I know that this is not this steak isn't real, but I taste it or whatever, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um But I do think that the first one when i saw it i had the same reaction it was like wow you know whoa that when
1: was they a- when they uh like i re- the the scene where i was like holy shit this is great was when the the two of them walk into the lobby of that building and shoot the hell out of the place up Yeah, i yeah. was like that was the coolest fucking thing i ever saw
0: <laughs> yeah yeah well <laughs> and, but you know what though i think that it's it's kind of ironic that uh the Storyline, the basic underlying storyline about the machines versus the humans kind of thing, yeah. they, I, they sort of just lifted that from Terminator. Yeah. They just put a little twist on it. Uh-huh. Whereas the people don't know that they're, they're being controlled <laughs> yeah. or whatever. But it was funny to me that, that they can make this entire franchise that made, you know, for whatever amount of money, because they all made tons there of money, um, basic, with an idea, a basic idea that was lifted from another movie.
1: Well, it was also lifted from a TV show from
0: 1976. Well, sure, but I mean, <laughs> you know, which if, is that TV show from
1: 1976,
0: <laughs> Battlestar Galactica. What? Is it wasn't this? being controlled by machines. Well, I guess it was fighting against machines. Exactly. Okay. Fine. Which is why
1: the ter- which is the Terminator. Hollywood and I think generally literature in general it tends to have an anti technology thing. Oh sure. So.
0: But, I mean, I always just thought it was it was interesting <laughs> that the idea, where it was a fairly original idea to have it where the people didn't know that they were being controlled. Well, it was that story for the internet age. Sure. Whereas, like, we the Terminator... We were all,
1: you know, the modem was in our
0: head. Correct? Right, we were all jacked in, you know. Exactly. Um, but, whereas with the Terminator, the original Terminator, <laughs> that was very... That was a very kind of 80s theme where technology might be getting out of control. Machines might be taking over because everything. I mean, if you think about it, that was when a lot of things were sort of becoming more automated and blah, blah, blah. You know, yeah, people know. were losing their jobs to machines and stuff exactly. like that. So, but that, all that aside, with <laughs> the philosophical ramifications aside, um, <coughs> we're just going to call this the cough cast. Good lord.
1: Um, um, uh, In our hometown, right now outside, it's probably about 25, and it's been snowing for a little bit. So it's a little cold, and we're smokers, so we have to go out in the cold. So sorry for the coughing, but it's kind of a, you know...
0: Yeah, we're not exactly doing ourselves any favors right Right. now. (laughs) Um, But uh, with The Matrix, I mean, I honestly think that uh, what you said is sort of what I could sum it up as being... It was very cool. I know Wachowskis, 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 whatever the hell. um, They know how to make a pretty good action scene. I know, right? Weird. (laughs) That is so weird. When I heard that, I was like, "What?" (laughs) I know. Okay. Yeah. So, anybody that follows movies knows what we're talking about right now. Yeah. Um, But, uh, but (laughs) just just the fact that they were so convinced that the second two. Basically, they could almost do whatever they wanted, and it would. people would just eat it up, because it's, people were I mean, such big fans of the first one.
1: They had a blank check from Joel Silver.
0: Sure. Which, and they made money. Yeah. I mean, they made a lot of money. A buttload. But still, you never, to me, when a filmmaker decides that they can do no wrong, is when they're not going to succeed very well.
1: Maybe. Um... But I, uh, I will risk my film reputation by saying I loved Speed Racer. I never even saw Speed Racer. I loved it. Really? And it, uh, I, I'm going to get a lot of arguments out of you people, <laughs> even though you don't write me to tell about them, but I can see you with that smirk on your face. I can feel your look. <laughs> but it is a, a movie built for six-year-olds, six-year-old, seven-year-old boys. Yeah. And that's it. Well, and if you go in there knowing that you're going to get a movie for six or seven-year-olds and that you shouldn't expect, you know, Proust right. or The Matrix, even, um, it's a perfectly enjoyable film.
0: It's brightly colored. It's exciting. Uh, right. It's great. Well, If you're yeah. going
1: in there expecting Speed Racer.
0: Right. Well, that's the thing. It's Speed Racer. It's not fucking Hamlet.
1: Exactly. I,
0: I mean, I don't know. Um I should maybe watch. I was interested because I, when I saw the the trailers and stuff, though, I was like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, because I'm mean, not like a Emile six or seven year old boy, you know. Yeah,
1: I, I, I went in there and I was like, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm expecting something big and colorful and kind of fun, and it was that, and yeah. it's wicked over the top. I mean, oh, it's yeah. played to ultra hammy levels, yeah. But it's it's great on its own terms.
0: Just out of curiosity, and I don't know if you know this, and I've always wondered about this, how much did that movie cost? A lot. That's what I think. <laughs> like,
1: like $150, $170 million. Oh, this Lord,
0: for Speed Racer.
1: Wow. For the Wachowskis.
0: Is he actually all the way over to the other side at this point? Larry? Was it Larry?
1: I think it is Larry, and I don't know that he's post-op, but I know he is living as a woman. That is so weird to me. Because I was on (laughs) Perez Hilton maybe a month or two ago, and they had a picture of, you know, like, Candy Wachowski at the airport. Candy? I can't really. Oh, I was going to say... I think it's something like that.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Okay, we've digressed a little bit here. (laughs) We're talking about transsexuals now. This has gone way, way wrong, Phil. Um, So here's what we'll do. We'll take the smoke break. We'll come back with the trailers. We'll come back with the movies that... Each other have not seen, <laughs> and uh, what we watched on our own this exactly. week. Exactly, and Exciting. we promise at some point we are we <laughs> are going to coordinate this a little better. Well, geez, Amos here was supposed to watch Terminator I Three, was so we'd have
1: something fairly current
0: to talk I, to people about. I was supposed to, and I got ten minutes into it and had to turn it off. And I have to re-download it though, because the copy I got, the picture quality is horrible. So I probably wouldn't have watched the whole thing anyway. Oh, whatever. Anyway, they, I'm sure you were fascinated by that, but we will be right back. Have you nothing? Okay, we're back. We took a little bit of a time out to watch a couple of trailers, so we actually had something to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, let's see. Do you want to do the, uh, the movies we haven't seen section, uh, or do you want to <laughs> do the trailers first?
1: <laughs> Doesn't matter to me.
0: We'll do the trailers last, because that's why they're called trailers. Okay. Okay, so, let's see. What movies have you seen that I have not seen this week?
1: Well, uh, more than a couple, I bet. I watched Autofocus. Which
0: Which I have seen about the first half of that movie, I think.
1: Yeah? Why'd you stop?
0: I think it was on cable and I had to leave for some reason or something like that.
1: It was... It's too skeezy for me. Yeah? It's not a bad movie, and I think... um, I was noticing in it that really, I think Greg Kinnear has become a really great actor. For starting out on talk he's pretty darn.
0: He's good. a good actor. I really do think he is. It's funny that he kind of made all these real stupid movies for a while. They're like <laughs> Sabrina and
1: yeah, and uh, what's that one where he's a mailman? Uh,
0: uh, yeah, I was just trying to think. Dear of...
1: God. I think. Oh
0: yeah. Okay. So anyway, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. But
1: it's it's just so too skeezy, too skeezy. Yeah. I mean. I, <laughs> I always wonder why Rita Wilson works. She shows up in like the first 25 minutes of that movie as his wife. Um, but okay, so the story of this movie, it's Bob Crane of Hogan's Heroes. Right. And it's like his descent into pornography and and chicks from being a straight-laced, um, you know, married two kids radio host. Right. But he gets on Hogan's Heroes and he meets Willem Dafoe, who um who introduces him to you know like video uh, makers and and uh, all these all this equipment and like starts showing him porn and gets in girls all this stuff and sends him really on pretty much a downward spiral, and so then he gets divorced when his wife finds all these pictures of chick uh, chicks with their tits, and the wife is Rita Wilson, and then um, and uh, he ends up you know doing dinner theater, and the the supposition of the movie is that at the end. Um, he tells Willem Dafoe off and says, you know what, I'm going back. Uh, you know, I'm really going to take, take care of my family. I, you know, I'm, I've got this movie or radio deal or whatever, something that was going to restart his career. And he didn't want to have anything more to do with Willem Dafoe. And so that night, um, he's murdered. Right. And uh, it says that the police never had enough evidence to convict the Willem Dafoe character, whose name was John Carpenter.
0: Really? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I knew he got murdered and all that, but yeah, I... Yeah,
1: yeah, murdered whilst doing dinner theater. Um, he
0: was doing it? No, no, it was after it, but yeah, oh, it was, it was like,
1: like, you know, Des Moines. Yeah, yeah. He was on the road doing dinner theater, but yeah, it's, it's just too skeezy for me. It, wasn't, yeah. it was a fine enough movie, but I guess you ha- it's a Paul Schrader movie, and you kind of yeah. got to know that... It's gonna be uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> well, that's kind of like, in a way, it's a, it's kind of like eight millimeter. Where eight millimeter was a pretty good movie, really, yeah. but it was, it was just kind of uncomfortable to watch. And you're going, really? do I really want to be watching this? And this is gross and whatever, yeah. you know. So, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, like I said, I have seen like the first, and maybe it wasn't even the first half of the movie. Maybe it was only like the first thirty minutes or something because. Uh-huh. But I remember him at the beginning as sort of this wholesome guy, and it was Greg Kinnear, you know, yeah. and you know with the suits and everything. And I, so I would actually, I would probably want to watch that, uh, you know, just to see it. Even though, like you said, Paul Schrader sometimes, like, <laughs> I don't know. yeah. Um,
1: and Yeah. <laughs> I figured I'd talk about this one just because it's so goofy. I watched Mannequin Two on the Move. <laughs> <laughs> Starring William Ragsdale and Christy Swanson. Christy
0: Swanson. That, I When you told me that you had watched that, I was like, who could they possibly have re- replaced? Kim Cattrall? <laughs> and I couldn't remember. And I've even seen that movie. <laughs> it's Christy Swanson, baby. All oh, right, yeah. Oh, great.
1: wow. I, I didn't. It, that movie, for some reason, I always associate the mannequin movies with like really early to mid 80s. Mannequin 2 is like 91. I really fucking knew, but well, it, it was
0: mannequin. That must have been eighty five or something, though, right? I thought
1: it was. I thought it was like eighty three, but I think it's it's more like eighty six. Wow. But um, anyway, it's <laughs> it's really bad. Yeah. I mean, you, you just gotta know. But it's goofy enough to continue watching, right? What, you know, I mean, it's like it's so out there that you you can watch it. You know, yeah. It's see, like, it's an agreeable hour and a half. Well,
0: I know that I have seen it at some point, but it <laughs> yeah. was a long time ago, and it, honestly, I don't really remember anything about it.
1: <laughs> well, it's kind of funny, because A, I remember reading a, um, the book, the, the Video Hound, the re- review of it while I was watching it, and they called Meshack Taylor's portrayal grotesque. Wow. And I've heard that before, actually, about that, that that was like one of the most insulting gay roles ever
0: filmed. The the black guy? Yeah. Oh oh I re- yeah okay I remember just cause him just
1: because he's like amazingly flaming.
0: Yeah, but um, but unfortunately though, <laughs> and not to be insensitive to anybody, but there are guys out there like that. I, I don't know about that because I don't remember that, that particular performance necessarily specifically.
1: I've I've never met anybody that was even close to really that. nowhere near.
0: Okay. Well, then I, I guess I'm but wrong. They but they probably
1: do exist.
0: I'm sure, but. But anyway, um,
1: and uh, what was I going to say? It was—it's just so ridiculous. I don't
0: know. Well, and you know, it's funny though that you. Now, okay, let me ask you this: because I don't remember the movie, because uh-huh. and I have seen it, I know I've seen it, <laughs> but. Was Christy Swanson's character supposed to be the same character that Kim Cattrall played? Or was it no, a no, different one? No, I, no. I, uh,
1: Kim Cattrall in the original one was like an Egyptian princess who was cursed right. or whatever. This one, she was like some, you know, ho- hodung podunk uh, European kingdom that uh, the peasant girl wanted to marry the prince. Played by William Ragsdale, Um, and and so the the Queen didn't want him to marry so low, so they put her this you know magical collar on
0: her, and okay, yeah, yeah. (laughs) she became (laughs) on the move. (laughs) (laughs) But it's
1: it's kind of uh, an interesting movie if you watch it. Well,
0: maybe I. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there
1: is there is this totally hilarious point. I couldn't help laughing because, like, the bad guy. The movie's set in a department store, obviously. Yeah. And they're they're hosting this exhibit of the peasant girl. It's coming from that country, and um, and like, so William Ragsdale takes her collar off, and they're like, "Go party!" They literally <laughs> go to a club and start dancing, and that's like the weirdest scene ever.
0: Wait, they take the collar off and he's dancing with the mannequin or her as a...
1: When she turns real. They like go get a Philly sandwich because it's set in Philadelphia. So they go get a Philly sandwich and go to the club. And she's like, this isn't dancing. Because they're all, you know, herky-jerky and all over the place. And she's like, this is dancing. And they start doing some waltz and then everybody starts doing the waltz. And you're like... Oh wow. Like <laughs> in,
0: like some downtown Philly club. Exactly. Everybody's gonna know the, the waltz.
1: Exactly. The the lesbians in the pink hair are doing the waltz. But anyway. Wow. And uh, then anyway, yeah, okay. so the bad guy is after William Ragsdale, and he's like shooting a crossbow in the middle of a crowded um, department store and like throwing shit at him like three stories down and nobody's doing anything. <laughs> he just keeps like reloading the crossbow and shooting <laughs> at him in the department store. You're like, uh, should somebody notice or maybe run away?
0: <laughs> How weird. It was funny. Well, it's, yeah, it's a funny movie. Well, you know, I mean, I, and again, I mean, we we've, we've discussed this at great length with when it came to the Segala Palooza, yes. but uh, you know. Any movie that's bad enough to be enjoyably bad... Yeah. I, you know, I'll watch it. (laughs) But that's what I got. What have you got? Well, I got... I mentioned it last week on the uh, trailer section, that movie Grace. Mm -hmm. And um, so I watched the movie. And, um, yeah. Very, very, very weird movie. (laughs) It turns out that... Okay, now, and and I remember... And after... We recorded the podcast last week. You know, I listened to it again. And I I remember that I had said that the movie was very good... Or the trailer was really good at implying things. But not actually sort of telling you what's actually going on. Right. Well, turns out that what they were implying... What I took from the trailer that they were implying... Was actually pretty much all true. (laughs) Is that, okay, the baby uh, is... the, The woman is pregnant. And she's desperate to have this baby because she had... Uh, A couple of of uh, miscarriages, so she's desperate to have this baby. Mm -hmm. Her and her husband get in this car wreck, uh, and her husband gets killed, and she thinks that the baby dies because she gets like thrown out of the car, and she's pregnant at the time, Uh and so she thinks that the baby dies. And so, but then she says, "I'm not gonna, you're not gonna induce me to have this baby because the baby, because you know they're saying the baby died, so we got to get it." out of you. Right. But she's like, no, I'm going to carry it to term, and then I'm just going to say that it was a stillbirth if he comes out, or if this baby comes out dead. Well, the baby's born, the baby's not alive, but then, <laughs> it's really weird, because, and I don't get, like, there's this real weird scene where she's in this, she has this, she goes to the midwife, and they have one of those birthing tubs. Right. It's like a hot tub kind of thing. Uh, she has a baby, and she's holding baby, and the baby's dead. And she just is talking to the baby, please, you know, blah, blah, blah. Baby somehow comes back to life. There's no, like, magic spells. There's no, nothing like that. It's just she's talking to this dead baby. And the baby comes back to life. Why not? Hey, you never know, right? So, takes the baby home. And then all these creepy things start happening. There's a lot of flies in the baby's room. And the baby, when she goes to breastfeed, the baby bites her. And starts to, like, suck her (laughs) boot. Yeah, yeah. And it's so creepy because it's not like a little kid. Yeah. okay? It's an infant. <laughs> it is so creepy. Um, and so she figures out that this baby needs blood to survive because it's a vampire. And it's never explained to how this baby becomes a vampire. She doesn't even say like, and I kept expecting her to say something like, oh, you know, I'll sell my soul for my baby to live. Nothing like that. It just, she just sort of Wills it back to life, and it becomes a vampire for whatever reason. But, <laughs> you know,
1: because that's what happens when you will something back to life. Exactly. exactly. Exa- Did well. you get that in biology 102?
0: <laughs> Sorry, that was I missed that part in uh, in freshman, you know, uh, health class. But so this baby comes back to life, and she she just figures out that it needs blood instead of milk or whatever. So she decides she's going to go to the butcher shop, and she's going to get all this meat. And like basically squeeze the blood out of it into a bottle. Which then the baby throws up all over the place because it's not human blood. It's uh. cow blood. So she needs human blood. And um, it's just, it's, and you know, there's the, the requisite, you know, twists to the plot and all this stuff. And I'm not going to go over the whole movie. But it was very disturbing in the fact that it, just because of the fact that this was an, literally an infant.
1: Yeah, I mean,
0: it wasn't a little kid. Little kids are creepy when they play yeah, yeah. vampires and uh. stuff. But it was just creepy. <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah,
1: I get it. I get it.
0: But it was it was a wasn't all that great of a movie. But I guess for what it was going for, it was pretty good. I mean, and I think I said this before on the last one where we we're talking about this is a baby, and that's sort of the holy grail of you don't fuck with that. Yeah, you know, with a baby. Yeah. So yeah. some of the effects it was it was very it was it was weird though. Some of the effects when they had these, they had like a little animatronic doll that was supposed to be the baby. Right. Some of them were very convincing, huh? and I mean, like very. Convincing. <laughs> but some of them were just so bad. It was really weird. It was either this little animatronic doll or whatever they were using was either really good or just bad. <laughs> and, and why did you use the same one? <laughs> the other one was great, you know. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, it. I don't know if I'd recommend it, but it was, if you want to watch sort of an off-putting movie.
1: Okay. You know? Okay. I will remember it. Yeah, yeah. um, Did you have another one?
0: I had one more, which I also mentioned last week on on the trailer version, was Streets of Blood with uh, Val Kilmer, Sharon Stone, 50 Cent, (laughs) and... um,
1: 50 Cent's Jackson. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, Curtis 50 Cent Jackson is actually how he's credited. Yes. Uh, but it was not exact, not at all what I remembered from the trailer. And I remembered it was sort of this crime drama and whatever. But it was actually set just after Hurricane Katrina really? in, in New Orleans. And I mean, it took it all head on. I mean, it, they didn't shy away from like, oh, people might be upset because we're portraying this a certain way. Yeah. Just, I mean, it was all about, you know, people killing each other and the floods and then... After that, you know, people just kind of, it became sort of this Wild West type of thing. Yeah. Okay. And Sharon Stone played this, plays this police psychologist, I think. Uh-huh. And she looks just terrible. Oh, my God, she looks terrible. We were, I was watching with, you know, with a friend of mine, and I was like, and, and we're like, is that Sharon Stone? No. And I said, <laughs> I said, that's Sharon Stone. Like, no.
1: No. And then, so now even Sharon Stone is no Sharon Stone man. I
0: know, right? And I, <laughs> but she looks very weird. She looked kind of bloated or something. It was it, she. Honestly, it took a minute to even see that it was Sharon Stone. Maybe and, for you. Oh, stop it. You probably... <laughs> you would have the nanosecond she was on. You would have been... I, like, looked,
1: Stone! I looked at the box and I went, that's Sharon Stone, that little head at the bottom. That's Sharon Stone.
0: Well, I saw in the trailer, I went, oh, that's Sharon Stone. But then I think because it was about a week before I saw the movie, yeah. I went, wait a minute. Was Sharon Stone in this? Because it doesn't look like her. Huh? It's weird. And But the movie's pretty good. I mean, it's it's it, it's a little over the top when it comes to... Sort of portraying, what it is, it's, there's these rogue cops, basically. Yeah. It, it, it's the police. are always Well, famous? you know, whatever. But it's like <laughs> trying to sort of show the corruption of the cops down in New Orleans. And, you know, it was sort of, like I said, it was like kind of Wild West. They could sort of get away with it, whatever they wanted to. Right. The cops and the criminals and stuff. And it kind of took it a little too far. But it was a decent movie. I, you know, I enjoyed it. It was one of those ones though that I and I know you know what I'm talking about where half of it is done on film and then half of it is done on like digital video yeah and it's so glaringly obvious which is which yeah and I just that that just irritates me because (laughs) what's the point you know
1: yeah
0: they don't want to pay for a dolly so they get a digital video camera that they can hold exactly you know (sighs)
1: so whatever I did want to mention to you. That while I was at Blockbuster the other evening, I did see that um, Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus had come out on oh, yeah. video.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, tried it. I tried to rent it the other day, but my the person I was watching the movies with wasn't having it. Because <laughs> when I told no you... No Debbie Gibson for her. Damn it. <laughs> I'm going to have to download that movie. So I was just... I mean, come on. Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus... If we don't How watch, could it go wrong? If we don't watch that movie and talk about it on the podcast, the podcast has failed. Phil. <laughs> <It> has failed. <laughs> so,
1: okay.
0: <laughs> you get an <laughs> F. Okay, that aside. Yes. Okay, so what we got uh, we got the trailers. Okay, because this is the trailers, this the trailer section. Yes. So we just watched um Wolfman. Wolfman. Which you mentioned before we watched it that you said it looked a lot like Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yes, it did. And it does. It really does. Maybe not all the crazy film stock and weird angles and sped up footage and stuff, but it really does. And
1: and maybe it's just because it's the same time period and it's also going for kind of a... It seems to be going for something of a hallucinatory effect at certain points, but... It does look like
0: it does, and I and I think also part of it is this sort of the idea that instead of it being <laughs> just a haunted house kind of thing where it's out in the woods and the Wolfman is coming for you, yeah, it gets pulled like into society kind of exactly, and, you know. So that that felt very similar.
1: I I did I do like the, <laughs> that. It seems like they. I mean, Anthony Hopkins seems like he's kind of doing Van Helsing again. God, how old is he,
0: by the way? Um, Jesus, he
1: looked about 90. And I I, I, I question the casting of making Benicio Del Toro his son. Yeah. And with an American
0: yeah. accent.
1: I'm, I, I'm just, you know, I've been in the colonies for years, father.
0: <laughs> <You're right. laughs> like, well, what? <laughs> well, in Benicio Del Toro, I, I think he's a really good actor. But at this point, the way he looks is just distracting. He looks like he hasn't slept in about three years. Yeah, pretty much.
1: I'm like... He always looked like he hasn't showered or slept and he's done a lot of coke lately. Yeah, yeah. And but, his
0: face is so beat up. I know, right? He looks like Mickey Rourke after he was <laughs> like, you know... <laughs> pretty much. I, I don't know what's going on. But, I mean, that aside, I mean, the movie looked d- decent. I don't know if I would... I don't know if I'd go to the theater to see it, honestly. I'd probably wait till it came out. The I movie. have
1: a soft spot for Joe Johnston, so I'll go see it in the th-
0: yeah, Joe Johnston's okay, but I guess maybe like I'm a little bit better than I do. But at the same time, I there was nothing about that movie when I was watching that trailer that I was like, "Wow, cool." Yeah, you know. I
1: guess I I get the point. I mean, I can see it in there that it's it could have some serious issues. Yeah, and but I'm gonna watch it. Yeah,
0: I mean, it, it looks decent, and I like the, I like uh, sort of the. The horror monster movies and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, you know, yeah. I, I don't. I don't know if I'd run out to see it on night <laughs> or anything. Ooh, it's Wolfman with Benicio Del Toro. Benicio Del Hell I just love him, and he's the best part of uh, Fear and Loathing. Yes. Wait, you want me to throw in uh, the, the toaster right when White Rabbit peaks?
1: Yeah. <laughs> do it, do
0: it, do it. He hits him with orange. whap <laughs> But it's whatever. The best. So yeah. So, let's see. What was the other... Uh, we did? We watched Legion. Legion. Which I had a much stronger reaction to than you did.
1: Well, I mean, I've, I've seen that trailer a few times now. Because um, I've seen it in the theater a few times. But um, I think it looks like it could be okay. Or it could be a January movie. Yeah, good
0: point. It is coming out in January.
1: Yes. Which is, the, you know, January and September are generally where you're going to get some bad... The
0: mood. dumping ground exactly. okay. Well, I think... Um, I don't know. I It's an interesting... I guess it's sort of an interesting idea to me. Yeah. That, and, and the the angel says... Or, no, the voiceover. I don't know who it is. The voiceover says, the last time that God lost faith in humanity, he came and he brought a flood. And this time, he's going to blow up a diner? <laughs> Uh, no that was that last part was mine by the way. Yes. I don't think he actually says
1: that <laughs> I don't think God says I don't like rosies on third. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: but um <laughs>
1: Okay. Okay.
0: But no, I mean <clears throat> I think it it has a, a shot of being okay. Yeah, I think so. And I tend to sort of gravitate toward movies in that vein. Yeah. Uh, even something like Constantine.
1: Yeah, I. I mean, I do too. I mean, I've gone so far as owning um, what's that Kim Basinger movie?
0: Date with an angel.
1: No, what? Isn't this that is a- not Hallmark? It's the one with uh, her and Rufus Sewell, where her sons like or her daughters.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Right after she won an Academy Award, yes. she made this really stupid movie. Yeah, yeah I know yeah. what you're talking it's about. It's
1: a Chuck Russell movie, and now yeah. I can't remember. Um,
0: I was like Dave Beware the Child. Or... Something like that. Yeah, anyway. Bless the, Bless the Child. Bless the Child. They, hey, hey, do, we, we can, got there. We can do this. <laughs> <laughs> but um, And Hideaway. I like good versus evil movies. I do too, and especially when it comes to the sort of the angels and God versus the devil and all this stuff. I like those movies. And I think they're interesting, even if they're not necessarily always done very well. For some reason, that always sort of gets me. Yeah. You know? And um, I thought it looked pretty... I I was kind of wondering, because when you pulled it up on the Comcast, uh, on the digital thing, it was like the credits were... (laughs) Uh, Tyrese Gibson and Dennis Quaid and I was <laughs> they like, always
1: had the weirdest ones like I remember when Star Trek was on there or the trailer was on there it came up as like Zoe Saldana and Winona Ryder in Star Trek and I'm like really? they <laughs> like the 8th and 12th credits what the fuck <laughs> yeah. Winona Ryder wasn't credited in that film she wasn't? Oh, I didn't know that Except I well I know she's not in the beginning. She might be in the end credits, but I don't well, think so. I'm
0: pretty sure she wasn't in the beginning, but whatever. Anyway, hey. um, yeah, I I I would actually be interested to see that Legion movie. I I don't know.
1: Yeah, I I'll probably end up going to see it, but it could be a wait to video. But speaking it, of Winona Ryder and these types of movies, I hate Lost Souls.
0: You know, I don't think I ever saw Lost Souls. Well, it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. All right. So what's the, what, there was, what was the other one? Oh, Ninja Assassin. Ah, yes. Hey!
1: (laughs) Starring Korean super, super hunk, Rain. (laughs) It's I I don't, is it a video game or is it um, a comic book? I can never remember. I think it's a video game.
0: If it is a video game, it's one that I hadn't really heard of because and I don't know if I'm the like the ultimate authority on video games, but I normally will if they're making it into a movie. I usually will have heard of it. Yeah, maybe it was a. I don't know. I mean, I could be wrong. Yeah. like I said, I frequently am.
1: Well, this but... movie, I don't know what it is, um, but uh, the Wachowskis had rain in um,
0: the one I was talking about before. Uh, Speed Racer? Yes! Okay. God! What is wrong with my head? God, you know, it snows and everybody goes brain dead, apparently.
1: <laughs> but yeah, they put Rain in, um, in Speed Racer, and now I think they're the exact producers on Ninja Assassin, and they're trying to make Rain a star and
0: whatever. Is that uh, his name? Rain? Rain. Korean superstar Rain. Korean Like pop Cher music and superstar. Madonna and yes. Prince? Just yeah. Rain? Rain. Okay, well, I don't know. I mean, honestly, and I really, this is my thing is that I wish that I was less like this sometimes. But I, certain genres of movies, yeah. I just don't get into at all. And like Kung Fu, sort of, you know, these, these ninja movies, whatever. But did that really look like that though? It did to me. It's a it's ninja not, it's assassin film. It doesn't
1: look like Bruce uh you know, Bruce
0: Lee. It looked like a Wachowski movie. Yeah, but I just don't get into the whole karate movie thing. Oh. I just don't. <laughs> <Assume> <laughs> it get will. over yourself. I don't know. It's just and again, like I said, I sometimes I wish that I like I could just look at it and go, Oh cool, you know, action movie, blah blah blah. But just certain little especially sub genres like that where it's like the the kung fu movie. Yeah. I've never been into it. And I just can't get into... Like, I can't get excited about a kung fu movie. I just can't. It's like Jet Li movies and stuff like that. Uh Nope. No, not really interested. Sorry. Hey, you know... Oh, speaking of that reaction... Yes? The... Which you did really badly earlier when we were watching the trailers. V for Vendetta. We gotta go over that. I gotta know why you had that reaction. It's a great
1: movie. There's, like, one scene in it that's not good. And that's the big fight scene at the end. Um, where he's fighting the, like, 12 guys and now he's got the two knives. And that scene is over the top and the special effects aren't very good. But, as a political statement, that movie uh, rocked my socks off, I gotta
0: say. You know, I, did, I guess maybe... I. I mean, I saw the political statement there and I was like, okay, that's what they're trying to do. But... It just—I couldn't get involved it's with it. Oh, so
1: good! John Hurt is so great as the like Overlord. Oh my God! Just his big
0: head on a screen, <laughs> like yeah, baby. And Natalie Portman. I mean, come on! How can you beat Natalie Portman? This is the, by the way, this is the contentious version or the contentious section of the of the <laughs> podcast because I do not agree with this at all. I thought *V for Vendetta* was boring and stupid. <laughs> Boring and
1: stupid. <laughs> gonna Do you hear this, people? <laughs> Phil's gonna punch me in the face. Right now. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was so good. I mean, I I remember talking to a friend after after who had seen it, and there and he said he literally started cheering at the end in the theater, mind you, when they blew up Parliament. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Wow. Well. Hey, you know, I just I guess maybe, and I don't know if I'm in the. Minority? The majority? What? I think but you're I just... in the
1: minority. From uh, the people I've talked to, I have I think you're the first person I've met who doesn't like abjectly hates that movie. I don't
0: hate that movie. Well, what are you didn't... saying? I, didn't, I said it was bad. I didn't say I hated it. I just said I didn't like it. There's a difference, Phil. I hated Mall Cop, okay? I didn't <laughs> hate Viva Vendetta.
1: Okay, alright. That's fair. <laughs> okay, well... Um, uh, I did want to mention, though, that I did see Zombieland this week. Oh, that's right, yeah. And uh, it's excellent, and all of you little teeny boppers out there, or old people, as the case may be, should go out and see it. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, so I it's mean, a, literally. it's a movie a, for everybody. Yes, then. I mean, it's, it's rare when you go to a movie and they clap at the end. Did they? Yes. Really? Yes. Nice. It was, it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> I remember talking. Uh, reading my brother had a problem with... That it kind of presumes, and it's true, it presumes from the opening second that, like, you know, if if it were a movie, it'd be like, hey, I'm great. I'm going to be great, and you're going to love me.
0: Oh, the movie is
1: kind of saying that to the audience? Okay, uh okay. You know, it kind of presumes that, like, I'm a comic genius in film. Yeah. You know, and and it, it kind of comes off as that, but... But it is hilarious.
0: Yeah? Yes. Well, I like what it is. And Woody it's Nelson.
1: not very scary if, you know, for all you people who are like, yeah, it's a horror movie. There are a couple parts where you might get a little blah, blah, blah. But um, for the most part, it's a comedy.
0: Yeah. See, I was kind of wondering if it was... Because Shaun of the Dead was sort of what I would compare that to. Yeah. Because it was this zombie comedy horror whatever. And I think actually Shaun of the Dead was fairly... Evenly, met like, the first half was a little more comedic. The second half was a little more horror. Yeah. Whereas I wasn't sure if Shaun of the Dead was, or, uh, excuse me, Zombieland was more of a comedy or more of a horror. Much more of a comedy. Yeah. Because literally,
1: like, um, the zombies show up at the very beginning, and they show up in all their stories of, like, how they got where they are. Uh Uh-huh. But, uh, and then they show up at the end when
0: they go to the amusement park. But, um, for the most
1: part, in the middle not so much yeah
0: well I would I would really like to see it I mean I love the trailer I mean I love how they're like they, they have the little in the trailer at least it's, it looks like they sort of have this little competition of best zombie kill of the week or
1: whatever <laughs> well it's kind of like like they do but it's only that one scene where where he asks like I'd say that was zombie kill of the week and then the voiceover goes no <laughs> right. zombie kill of the week actually goes to miss you know and so-and-so. then drops
0: the piano yeah <laughs> Oh, speaking of the... Okay, now I'm just real briefly. And that Legion trailer? That uh, old lady? That was creepy. It's creepy. They, like, they, when I first saw that trailer, I was like, Oh, God! I know, right? Whoa! <laughs> Sweet old lady just attacked the pregnant lady. What the hell's going on? And then she climbs up on the wall and looks like a spider. Ugh. Yucky. Yeah. So...
1: I don't want to think of Grandma like that!
0: <laughs> no, Grandma go out with more dignity than that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well... Um, is there, I, is that it? I, I think that's it. Boy, we don't go out with a bang, we go out with a whimper. <laughs> and we're just like, and we're done. But, <laughs> We've oh, run out of steam. No, we haven't. Uh, yes, Nightmare, we have. Nightmare on Elm Street. I watched um, the trailer. Yes. We mentioned it last week. Yes, I mentioned my impression. And I watched it between then and now. <laughs> yes. Not in the future. <laughs> <laughs> um, I watched
1: it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and um, I don't know I, I got the same impression that you did Which was that it was a Michael Bay horror movie Yes uh, It looked It looked slightly less Slick than the first two Than uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre And Friday the 13th I would disagree I did, with you but I, I didn't notice as many of those sliding around shots Well and because stuff like they, that.
1: they weren't in the trailers Though either for the other two
0: but it, it well, has the
1: same look. It has a Michael it, Bay look oh, sure. The cinematography and everything. Oh,
0: sure. It has the same look. I just meant more along the lines of those shots where it was like the Armageddon shots where they're sliding around, the camera's Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. But um, uh, I like Jackie Earl Haley. I think mostly on the strength of two movies. Yeah. Uh, Watchmen and Bad News Bears. Because <laughs> he was awesome in Bad News Bears. Yeah, um, But... Uh, He was like, and you said this last week, and I was sort of going, oh, you know, I don't know, I'll see when I see it, but he was trying to basically channel Robert England, Pretty much. I mean, he was, and I mentioned to you this before when we were on the smoke break, he was doing that weird thing that Robert England did where he couldn't pronounce his S's quite right. Yeah. And I don't know why that was, maybe it was a fake teeth or something, but (laughs) I don't know what it was, but I thought, you know, it looked decent. It it did, and I noticed this too cast thank you very much um that uh it was i think it might do what you me and you both were bitching about before that they were doing with these new movies was trying to put way too much backstory into it yep because in the in the nightmare on elm street he's this evil guy he killed a bunch of kids the parents burned his house down that's where he came from yeah i mean that was like three minutes of the movie Uh in the original but in this one it shows him running down the street and he's like, I didn't do anything. What do you think I did? And I was just like, What? <laughs> you know, what? Yeah. I mean, don't tell me they're going to try and say that he was somehow falsely accused of something or whatever. And it's like, please don't do that. You yeah. know? Uh huh. But that was my, that was basically my whole impression of that trailer. That I was like, Well, I'll probably watch it on DVD, but I probably won't go see it in the theater. Yeah. Because. I don't know how you can improve on it. I mean, there's, 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 <laughs> you can, yeah, pretty much. Okay, well, I guess that's it for this week. Um, any, uh, any, uh, oh, Phil, yeah, where's our email address? Can you FBI at gmail.com Wow, ninja <laughs> assassin, telling um, the email address. Exactly. Okay, well, <coughs> God damn, <coughs> um, me too. Send us some me- Send us some goddamn feedback, people. We save to talk to us, so we can talk to you. We only
1: do this for you, people. No, really, we just no, do we, we don't. Yeah, I was saying, no, we don't. <laughs> You're like ancillary. You, you listen, you don't. I don't care.
0: <laughs> we just like to hear the sound of our own voices. <laughs> but... <laughs> All right, Phil. On that note, take us up.
1: Canst thou fucking believe it? <laughs> nice. I couldn't get through it! Do it again then! Canst thou fucking believe it? <laughs> Alright, we're done. <laughs> <laughs>